What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Tony winner Laura Benanti hosts Broadway in Bethesda this Saturday at Roundhouse Theater in Bethesda, Maryland. She joined me to discuss her five Tony nominations for Swing, Into the Woods, Gypsy, Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown, and She Loves Me, as well as her recent expansion into hit TV shows and movies. Hey, Laura Benanti, hey, thank you so much for joining us on WTOP. Thank you. I'm thrilled. We're talking because you're coming to Roundhouse Theater in Bethesda, Maryland on Saturday, May 13th for something called Bethesda and Broadway. What do you know about the event? What Are you going to be performing? Are you hosting? Or what, what do you know what the give us a little bit on the event itself? Yeah, I'm hosting. It's or hosting. I'm performing. Um, it's a 75 to 90 minute concert of myself. And my friend Todd Almond, who's my music director. And it's basically like it's been described in almost every review as like stand up comedy and music. So I go in between telling like funny and true stories and anecdotes. And then I sing songs from musicals, um, you know, from that to Joni Mitchell to Tori Amos. Um, so it really spans genres. And is like certainly not stuffy. I think sometimes <clears throat> the term like cabaret can feel really like antiquated. Like I'm draped over a piano dressed in sequins and that's not it at all. I want people to feel like they're in my living room. We're telling stories and having a good time. So you said a little stand-up comedy in there too? or So you've been like writing jokes or, <laughs> or is it most more casual than that? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I have, you know, I've been writing jokes for a long time. And, um, you know, I've, I've hosted a lot of things too that I write. So, you know, I certainly don't call myself a stand-up comic as that is its own very like specific thing that people tour for. And it's, you know, I would never... Um, you know, say something like that, just like I wouldn't call myself an opera singer, even though I can sing legit. Um, but it's the stories are like very comedic. And I always say it's like I have a roadmap, but I take side streets. So there's a lot of improv involved as well. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, it seems like a really, really cool event. I know in past years, um, well, pre-pandemic, they, they did Audra McDonald in 2019, and then I guess it was off for a couple years, obviously, because of COVID, yeah. but then it came back last year with Kelly O'Hara, so you're in, you're in good company. I think it's the third time they've done it. Maybe maybe there's a couple I, I'm missing, but I think it's at least the third time they've done it. Um, but very cool. So, but tell everyone, it's, it is a fundraiser, right? It's not just like a, a, you know, a typical show. It's the idea is, you know, the concert tickets might be a little more, but it's the idea it's going, it's going to a good cause, right? Yeah, exactly. It's, you know, a lot of, um, art centers and theaters have struggled since the pandemic, you know, it certainly hit Broadway. Um, but it hit our, you know, m more like community, local theaters um even harder <clears throat> so i think that you know theater in sort of our own areas is 
really important. Not everybody can get to Broadway. And even if they can, it's very expensive. <laughs> so the idea is that if you go to an event like this and you are able to, you know, pay a little bit more in order to fund everyone being able to come at a certain point, um, it's, you know, very much appreciated and super important. I love it. I love it. Well, whenever I have uh, someone on like yourself, a legend, a five-time Tony nominee like, like yourself, I always like to hear your your superhero, superwoman origin story. So uh, just because listeners love to hear, you know, this inspiring story of how they might be able to follow in your footsteps kind of a thing. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but yeah, I know. So you're born in, in New York city. Um, where, where exactly in, in New York did you grow up and, and how did you get into theater? Like I want the, the good, like, you know, I started in this high school musical production story. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was born in New York city and then, um, my parents actually got divorced. I'm fine. When I was like a year and a half Glad and my fine. mom, <laughs> Glad you yeah, made totally it. Okay. fine. Yeah. Um, moved through it. Um, my mom remarried my dad, Sal, when I was like four and we moved out to New Jersey. So I grew up in actually a very small, like rural town in New Jersey. I know most people think of Jersey as highways, but it's actually really beautiful. Um, we had like a farm down the street from our house. Um, and I grew nice. up in this small town where there like, wasn't much of an arts program. Like our science teacher directed the high school musical. Um, and people were, I was the, I was the one who was interested in doing musicals. Um, and I sort of would just coerce other people to do it with me. Um, so when I was 16 years old, I played Dolly Levi and Hello Dolly at my high school. And there's this, um, professional equity theater in New Jersey called Paper Mill Playhouse. Of course, Actually, a, a lot of yeah, a lot of their shows have gone to Broadway and it's an incredible, incredible theater, like Broadway caliber stuff for sure. And they have something called the Rising Star Awards, which is like the Tony Awards for New Jersey high schools. And I won their very first Rising Star Award. And after that happened, um, they recommended that I audition for Liesl in a Broadway revival of The Sound of Music. Yeah. So I auditioned for Liesl. And then at 17, ended up getting cast as the understudy to Maria, which is like the Julie Andrews part. So I did that for a little while. And then when the actress playing Maria left, I took over. And so at like 18, almost 19, I was starring on Broadway, which is very unusual, incredibly, incredibly unusual. And, you know, I'm so grateful for it. But I will say like, being in my local community theaters and in my high school shows that helped foster the love I had for theater and also gave me direction and purpose and focus. You know, there's so many studies that show that young people who are exposed to the arts, they do so much better in every way, social, emotional, academically. Um, and so I, yeah, that's my origin story. And then, you know, I, I thought I'd maybe go back to school because I had intended on going to NYU, but then I got this, you know, big job. And then every time I would decide to go back to school, I would get another show. So I've, I've been incredibly lucky, you know, since 1997, I've starred in over 11 Broadway shows and done all, tons of TV and film and concerts and albums. So, and a lot of that is luck, you know, I definitely am, you know, I work really hard. I'm prepared and also 
And this is what I want young people to understand. Some of it is just luck. I mean, I've heard people singing in the subway who are as talented as anyone on Broadway or any, you know, person you hear on the radio, um, which is why I'm such a big supporter of, you know, our local arts organizations. I think it's really important. Oh yeah. Luck and timing is, is yeah. so much of it, but you have, but, but like you tell everybody, what is it when, when opportunity meets preparation, that's when you get success. Like you need to be prepared. Exactly. You need to oh. have had, you need to have had your, you know, your 10,000 hours or whatever it is starring in the high school shows, which there's a direct line to paper mill to yeah. to Broadway for you. It, it, it worked out that way, um, but yeah. you gotta be prepared. You gotta, you gotta put in the time. Uh, so when the opportunity, if the luck and the timing does come. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so that like singular focus I had as a young person, really, and and frankly, just like the mental um, concentration <laughs> and, right. you know, that it took was, you know, was a really important part of um, getting to where I am now, which is, you know, I get to make a living as an artist, which is all I ever wanted. Oh, living the dream. Keep it going. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. I, I would love it, and we can maybe go through them a little rapid fire because, you know, I don't want to keep you all day. But like, I would love no. to go in, into the five Tony nominations really quick. So I know the first one was was for swing memories of swing really quick. That, fir that first uh, Tony. Nod. Well, I was 19 years old. I was the youngest like adult ever nominated for a Tony Award. So that was pretty cool. Um, like children had been, but not in terms of like grownups. That was pretty crazy. I actually thought it was a joke. My mom called me. This was like before cell phones, before, you know, the internet was big. My mom called me and she was like, you were nominated for a Tony Award at like eight in the morning. And I was like, uh, I think you're wrong. It must have been the show. And I hung up and not on her. I said goodbye. And then <laughs> I started getting more and more calls. And I was like, oh, my God, I actually did. I had no, I, I just couldn't believe it. That's awesome. Well, but memories of the actual role too, not just the tone. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what the the show was? It was like a jukebox musical of swing music with professional swing dancers who were like champions all over the world. And so there wasn't much dialogue at all. It was interpreting songs. Um, and I had this really amazing number with a trombone player. We did Cry Me a River. And it was basically like a duet between the two of us. And he was able to make his trombone sound like a human being talking. It was really insane he's such an incredible trombone player and a really great guy and this is the uh arthur hamilton cry me a river not the justin timberlake <laughs> exactly oh my gosh awesome good job with the arthur hamilton poll. i'm very <laughs> impressed with you oh yeah the google is crazy i'm so talented all right <laughs> um and then the second one was uh into the woods of course playing cinderella uh memories of um not getting to do sand obviously he's since recently passed but uh it must yes. have been a, a joy i'm sure you got to, to meet sondheim at some point in that right Oh yeah, I I I was very I've been really blessed that I got to work with him on Into the Woods and a little night music at the LA Opera and Gypsy on Broadway. But fun fact, I actually played Cinderella 6 years earlier at the Barn Theater in New Jersey, which is is this amazing community theater. Wow. So, that prepared me to audition for Stephen Sondheim. <laughs> oh wow, so you actually got to play the same role and play it again. So, I guess it was old hat at that point. Or old, well, old I, glass slipper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It certainly prepared me for sure. I had, you know, I had a leg up in that in that area. Awesome. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? 
Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And then moving right along, obviously we won't hit all of them because you did Nine and A Little Night Music and Pippin and Secret Garden and Wedding Singer, a bunch of good stuff. But let's get to the one you mentioned, Gypsy, because that's the third Tony nomination. Um, what was it like uh, getting to do a, a, a second Stephen Sondheim role? I mean, Gypsy's one of the all, all-timer parts. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the greatest shows of all time. And I actually won the Tony for that one, which was pretty exciting. And I got to play opposite Patty, you know, the great Patty Lapone and the, the remarkable actor Boyd Gaines. So I, you know, it, that I would say is probably the highlight of my career thus far. What was it like um, sitting in there as they called your name on Tony night? Could you believe it actually had happened? I, you know, it's funny because I had won all the awards up to, up to that, you know, drama desk and out of critic circle and everybody was saying you're going to win. And the New York times was saying I was going to win, but I still didn't allow myself to believe it because, you know, expectation is our biggest path to disappointment. And so when they called my name, I was just, you know, I, I've never run up to a stage faster in my entire life. And my friend Kristen Chenoweth was the one who presented it to me, which meant the world to me. And, you know, to look out in the audience, to see Arthur Lawrence, who wrote Gypsy and directed our production, to see him standing at 92 years old was just, you know, I'll never forget that moment. I oh. feel like that's one of the moments that'll like flash before me as I'm like piecing out. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't piece out for a while, but yeah, no. so that, that Im- image is, is right up in the forefront for sure. That's like a, a, a lifetime memory right there. Exactly. Um, And then really quick women on the verge of a nervous breakdown. And you know, you'd already won a Tony, but here comes nominated again after that. Um, Had you seen the Pedro Almodovar film before that? Yes, or- of course. Of course. I'm a big Pedro Almodovar fan and I, Genius. I just love that show so much. Anything else about uh, any other memories of, of playing? What is it? Candela? Candela. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I had one of the greatest songs of all time that David Yazbek wrote. Um, it was like a seven minute song and absolutely hilarious. And I got to work with Patty LuPone again, which is, you know, anytime I get to work with Patty is a wonderful time. Absolutely. All right. And then just to round it out, then the fifth, the, I don't want to say fifth and final because there's many more to come, but the, the fifth so. so far, uh, uh, She Loves Me. Uh, who wrote that? Was it Jerry Bach? Um, yes. And um, 
Sheldon Harnick. Right, right. Okay. Exactly. Um, you know, my memory of that is I was pregnant with my daughter, Ella. And so I, and it was like that early days where you kind of don't tell anybody, which, you know, I could get into for a long time in terms of the misogyny of that. But, um, you know, I had hyperemesis, which is basically you have morning sickness all day long, the entire pregnancy. And they had to like hide garbage cans all over the set for me. Um, but they, there's an incredible movie of it that they made for Broadway HD that you can get through Amazon. Um, and they did such a beautiful job. But if you watch that movie, um, you can watch me vomit in my own mouth and swallow it. <laughs> you can actually see it in HD. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> it, it was originally live. They streamed it live. And my husband texted me, did I just watch you? swallow your own vomit <laughs> i was like you sure did and Come that on, is a that, pro give her all the awards for that alone <laughs> but wait, what, exactly. wasn't it wasn't the story if our listeners made me miss that on broadway wasn't the story sort of like a like the, the old ernst lubish movie that i love shop around the corner or or the remake with tom hanks meg ryan that you've got mail it's a similar exactly. take on that right yes it's all based on shop around the corner um there's shop around the corner she loves me and then you've got mail um and you know i think now we're sort of living in a time where people are on social media all the time. You know, it, the She Loves Me takes place in 1930s Budapest and people right. are ready. They write letters to each other, you know, call, and they call each other dear friend through like a Lonely Hearts Club, which was like the match.com of the 1930s. So in a weird way, the show was more um, like pertinent than ever at that time. Um, so, yeah, it was such a wonderful experience. Right, right. Back then it was Mr. Matichek. In- yes, <laughs> exactly. Well, in the movie, it was The Wizard of Oz, Frank Morgan playing it with Jimmy Stewart, yes, Margaret Sullivan. Yes, if anyone oh has Yes. If anyone hasn't seen that, it, it's so great. And then, of course, yeah, Tom Hanks and Brian, of course. But and then but then uh, then your version on Broadway. Um, all I good am stuff. so I got to tell you, I am so impressed with you and your knowledge of so many things. I'm I'm really like my hat's off to you. You just got to do it. You got to, you know, it's, it's part of the gig or else I wouldn't be the one getting to do these interviews. You know, you got to bring it every time you talk to a Tony winner, you got to bring it. Well, you're <laughs> killing it. You awesome. are killing it. Well, you've been killing it the whole time and uh, I'm sure you'll kill it again at Roundhouse Theater. Um, it's going to be uh, Broadway in Bethesda Gala on May 13th. So everyone come out and raise money for a great theater. They always do great shows. Um, final seconds, you know, talk if, if, if you have a second, I want to hear about, uh, you know, getting to transition into TV and movies like we've seen you in Tick, Tick, Boom. We've seen you in the new Gossip Girl and Gilded Age and Life and Beth. Is that the latest, I guess, with Amy Schumer on Hulu? Um, just what's it what's it been like? getting to pivot and and you know show your your art and and your talent um on on a small screen because like you're saying they can capture the the vomit in the mouth uh but <laughs> it's a little different being in close-up versus this wide proscenium stage right it is that's exactly right you know there's a different energy to um on camera acting you know when you are on stage you have to sort of fill an entire theater so the energy is sort of going outward um, but with what I have learned with TV and film is you're really drawing the audience in and the camera is like a lie detector. It can tell if you are not completely dropped into or understanding or believing what you're saying and feeling. Right. Um, you know, obviously you need that on stage as well, but the audience is a little bit further away. So you can sort of get away with things a little bit more, but you know, it took me a while 
you know, I look back, like my first television show ever was for FX. It was called Starved. And I look back and I see the promise there. I see some really good moments there, but I also see where I needed to, you know, work on that particular skill. Like you said, like the 10,000 hours. Um, and now I've, you know, done so many TV shows, you know, in Nashville and, um, nurse Jackie and, you know, like you mentioned, life and Beth and Gilded Age and Younger and Law and Order. I've gotten to do so many great shows. Um, and now I'm doing like more films, which is really fun. I'm in that um, Jennifer Lawrence film that's coming out this summer playing opposite Matthew Broderick, No Hard Feelings, it's called. Um, I did like a psychological thriller called called The Shade, which will hopefully be appearing in some festivals. And um, so it, it has been a really um, interesting um, sort of segue into an art form that is similar to theater, but different enough that it is like completely learning something new. And to get to stretch that part of my brain, you know, alongside doing these concerts, which is, you know, a combination of sort of being yourself, which is why I sort of mention it as like stand-up comedy, because that's, that's just the easiest genre to compare it to. And then when you stop talking to inhabit the character of the song. So I feel really lucky that I get to do all of these things and to, you know, continue to work on them. I, I always want to be learning and growing until, you know, the very last day. Yeah, when when it flashes before your eyes, like you said, exactly said when it earlier. peace out. When I peace no, out, man. A lot of time, a <laughs> lot of lot more great projects uh, to come. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much, and everyone, check out Laura Benanti at um, Bethesda and Broadway. It's the gala at Roundhouse Theater to raise money for the local theater in Bethesda. They do great work, so it's definitely worth your time investment. Uh, it's Saturday. May 13th. So, hey, thanks so much for joining us. This was, We covered Thank a lot of ground you. in a little time. Thanks so much. We really did. Thank you. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.